Welcome to Shadow Dominatrix, the podcast. I'm your host, Lois St. Germain. On this show, you can expect to learn all about what makes you tick as we use human design, shadow work, and step into the taboo dom sub world to answer the inner call to become a turned on, unfuckwithable woman of wealth and personal power to become a shadow dominatrix. I promise you it will be liberating, spicy, and certainly kinky, but one thing it will never be, and that's vanilla. Hello, my friends, and happy new year. It is actually New Year's Eve as I'm recording this, and if there's a weird echo, it is because I am in the process of moving and my office is empty except for a chair and my built-in bookcases. So that's all that's in this room. Yeah, let's just dive right in. First, well, before we dive in, I want to thank you for being with me this whole year. We are on, I think, episode 58 or 59, and many of you have been here since the very beginning, and I feel so blessed that you have chosen to continue to listen to me after all this time. I know it's been quite a year. And last week, we started talking about all of the lessons that I learned in 2023, mainly about myself, about operating um, a business through entrepreneurship versus being a corporate executive, all of the things that have come with that. And if you remember from last week, we talked about first I don't know which order we did these in, but this is the order that I had listed. We talked about actions are agnostic to our level of deservingness and skill. We also talked about not knowing how to do something is not the same as being bad at something. We talked about how just the slightest adjustments make the greatest impact especially when it comes to habit stacking and how, you know, I think I use the podcast as an example of consistently showing up over and over and over until it just becomes an unconscious behavior. That's how all habits are, the good ones and the bad. We also talked about all of the conditioning that I had brought with me from the corporate world and and the matrix and how that actually had to be cleared before I could really build a solid foundation in the entrepreneurial world. And then I think the last couple of things we talked about was how, number one, how big my ego is and it makes me have so much more (laughs) self-importance Then is actually true. And I'm sure it's the same for you. Anytime we're thinking that people, that they, especially if you're in the online space, that people out there are watching our every move and judging everything we do, it's just an inflated ego telling us this and giving us such a greater self-importance than is actually true. 
That does not mean that we are not 100% worthy and beautiful spiritual beings having human experiences. It just means that our ego is going to use that to slow us down or prevent us from getting the things we actually want. And then that was the last thing, right? Resisting the thing that I say that I want. And I want to flow right into this week of... I only have a few left, but they're big ones. Number the first one is believing my own bullshit or actually learning to not believe my own bullshit, which again is an ego concept. It's an overinflated ego makes us believe stories that aren't true in order for us to say, stay safe. Anytime we bump up against something and it doesn't feel good, it's our ego resisting it. It's our ego exiling emotions so that it doesn't have to sit in the discomfort of feeling them. And I learned this year, probably later in the year especially, not to believe my excuses and not to even make them. I can not want to do something even though I want to do it. So let's say that I want to grow my email list. I can promote that and not allow any of the external responses to affect how I promote, how I build, what is happening, whether the numbers are increasing quickly or slowly or whatever. But the moment that I point a finger outward, I know it's my ego going into self-protective mode. And I don't know if we talked about it last week. I don't think we did, but learning that all validation that we seek has to and only works when it comes from inside. Like all the external validation in the world will not make you feel worthy or happy if you don't already have that inside. That's why so many people see greatness in us. They see things in us that we don't see in ourselves because we don't know that we actually have that skill or that we have that characteristic or trait. And therefore, when people tell us that they see it in us, we're like, yeah, no way. That's not me. I'm not like that. Good and bad. Most times for me, it's always the good. They're like, oh, don't you know that you do X, Y, Z? And I'm like, oh, I had no idea I'd do that because I couldn't see it within myself. So the whole witnessing of ourselves, if you're in the human design world at all, projectors are designed to desire to be witnessed and they have to learn how to witness themselves as well. But it goes for all of us. It's not just that human design type that 
has to learn this lesson. It's just that it's really prominent for them. I think it's a lot kind of that way for reflectors to me being one. Mine is more about the whole self-importance and realizing that I am here to serve the collective and not like get caught up in my own bullshit. So that was a huge lesson this year. The other, the second one I wanted to cover is recognizing patterns. And I had always heard and repeated, parroted, I guess you might say, the phrase, how you do one thing is how you do everything. And I used to get resistance to that from others, but also from myself, because at home, I am very neat, very clean, uh, very organized, but my desk at work used to be stacked with all kinds of piles of things that I didn't want to let go of. Whereas home, I let go of everything. So I was taking it to, to mean literally how you do anything is how you do everything. But what I've come to realize in this whole pattern recognition is that that's what it's really about. It's about our cyclical patterns of intimacy avoidance or responsibility or accountability, like all of that, when you slow down and look at the cycle that you, we go through, when we bump up against something that's a little abrasive or that scares us or yeah, any of the negative emotions that come from it pattern begins. So I recognized this year, especially that the moment I'm doing something that is either not exciting, so I'm not really thrilled about doing it, or that I don't know how to do, I don't have the skill to do the thing. I immediately buffer and decide that I need to plan more or I just pick up my phone mindlessly. I pick up my phone and start scrolling and get lost in any of the socials or games or whatever. And because of that little tiny twinge of discomfort of, oh, I don't really know how to do this. And someone offered recently that the moment that we come up against that, what it just really means is we don't have enough clarity. We don't have enough information to move forward. And I started really paying attention to that towards the end of this year and noticed like when I overlay that pattern or, you know, response to not knowing over my relationships, over business, over money, over all of it, it's the same. So I finally realized that how you do one thing is how you do everything is really about the patterns of intimacy and the avoidance of relationships. Because I, like I am a very, not, I used to be very closed off. I don't think I am nearly as closed off 
but I do still have very strong boundaries about who gets in <laughs> and yeah, who gets to stay in the circle. Again, my self-importance there. The second pattern that I noticed really strongly all through the year, and I've probably known it for a while, but it was it just was so highlighted this year, is I am definitely a pendulum swinger when it comes to beliefs or actions or like anything. I go from one extreme to the other and back until I finally settle into some type of duality in the middle. And I can feel it now when it's happening. And I think I talked about it either last week or on a previous podcast about throwing the baby out with the bathwater when I left corporate because I wanted nothing to do with that world. I was so unhappy there and not because of corporate or the job or anything. I just wasn't in my element and I wasn't managing my mind around it. But my response, my safety mechanism was to just throw that all away, believe that none of that had any relevance to what I was embarking on. And I swung so far the other direction only to come back right in the fourth quarter, especially to recognize that, oh, wait a minute, there's a place for both of these and actually together is what makes a very successful journey for me. So yeah, that pendulum swing is huge for me to, to really see it. And now I can spot it. <laughs> before it happens to stop myself and say, okay, wait a minute. Like, is there something to this? Can I keep some of it and discard some at the same time as I'm introducing something new? Yeah, I think those were the biggest lessons for me this year. And 2023 has been quite a year. I know a lot of people talked about how it was, you know, horrible. I think it was amazing. I learned so much about myself this year that I I don't think I would have traded it. I I wouldn't, right? And I told you at the beginning, like I'm moving and my office is empty, hence the echo. But the, I'm leaving the representation of what this house meant when I purchased it nine years ago to really step into the next version of myself. And thankfully, uh, well, some people don't think it's a gift, but I think it's a gift uh, that I don't attach to things. I can very easily let go of things. So letting go of what this house meant, letting go of the memory, you know, I always have the memories, but just letting go of the, the size and the status and the stature and all everything that it meant in order to step into the next version for me is super exciting. And I can't wait to see what 2024 brings. So next week, next episode, I will be hundred percent in the new house. And by the way, it has an amazing freaking patio. So plan on a podcast from there. 
this summer for sure. But yeah, we're going to jump right into 2024. And I wish you a very, very happy, happy new year. And I look forward to next year. We'll see you then. If you are intrigued by the possibility of reinventing yourself and crafting the future you truly desire, then welcome to the future journey. It's more than just a concept. It's a transformative process designed to guide you towards becoming the leader and the visionary of your own life. The future framework is about shedding the limitations of your past, understanding your shadow synergy and stepping boldly into the future where you are in complete command. It's about creating a powerful dialogue with your future self, the one who holds the wisdom and the strength you're striving for. This journey is about making a consensual contract with your future self, treating every decision and action as a step towards the person you're meant to become. It's not just about change. It's about evolution and intentional metamorphosis. Ready to begin? Download the Ultimate Roadmap Now to Next workbook. This is your first step towards reinvention using the future framework. It's your guide to unlocking the dominion of your true potential. Don't just dream about your future. Start creating it. Visit roadmap.shadowdom.com and download your copy of the Ultimate Roadmap Now to Next workbook. Begin your transformative journey today.